Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. And now it's my great pleasure to introduce you to our guest speaker for today, Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck. Reverend Hasselbeck is a rock star of the Unity Movement and is widely regarded as a leading authority on metaphysics and the 12 powers. He is the author of nine books, including Heart-Centered Metaphysics, A Deeper Look at Unity Teachings, which is the main text for the teaching of Unity Metaphysical Courses. He also co-hosts a weekly podcast, Metaphysical Romp 2, and publishes the Absolute Word blog series, reconstructing the daily word using oneness language to better align with what he believes is Unity's fundamental belief that there is no separation between the individual and the divine. He teaches and speaks around the country and internationally, challenging students with a lively and engaging style and infectious enthusiasm, making often difficult subjects fun. Please join me in welcoming Reverend Dr. Paul Hasselbeck. Good morning, everyone. I am so happy to be with you. Let me set up my slides. These are those details we have to uh, manage. And so I hope you're seeing my thank you for inviting me because I certainly am grateful. And wow, your campus is so, so beautiful. And so as always, I like to invite my listeners to sit back and relax. And if you wanna reach me, there's my email address, alberthasselbeck at gmail.com. My website, where you can find the absolute word, is paulhasselbeck.com. And again, my website for my podcast, metaphysicalromp2.com, that I co-host with my buddies, the Reverend Doctors Bill and Cher Holton. So let's get romping. It's all about you. It's all about you. And this talk is about that. It's about self-responsibility and self-reliance. It's about what supports our capacity for self-responsibility, self-response-ability, and self-reliance. And so I'm going to begin with a couple of things. First, from Charles Fillmore, this, he shares this quote from Jesus and then adds his twist. Jesus said, you must know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you are a traditional Christian like I was most of my life, this was a favorite quote of mine. And I was always seeking after the truth, and I always thought it was found in the Bible. However, Charles Fillmore added this interesting twist, the truth about yourself. I never thought it was about myself when I was more traditional. Now I know the truth that is about myself. And I'm gonna share some of that today. But to do so, we have to recognize something. So this little cartoon says, I have many unanswered questions. And his buddy responds, I have many unquestioned answers. You see friends, unanswered questions are far less dangerous 
than unquestioned answers. In fact, many of us don't even know the answers we're living from, the unconscious beliefs that are ruling our lives. And so let's unquestion or let's question unquestioned answers. So first of all, to set the stage, what is self-responsibility? Well, self-responsibility is the key to personal freedom. And it means taking responsibility for aspects of your life that are within your control. A year ago, I was visiting a Verizon store to fix my cell phone. And it took the man nearly an hour to figure out what was wrong. He had to deep dive deep into all of those areas of the phone and see what switch got thrown. And what's always puzzled me, how does a switch that takes a guy an hour to find get switched just by me using a phone? I'm sure you've had that experience. Well, when he was done, I complimented him. I said, wow, you were amazing. You did not get upset. You didn't have any anxiety. You get it, didn't get frustrated. You just kept working at the problem. And he says to me, look at me right in the eye, sir, you can only control the controllables. What a metaphysical lesson I had that day. And I hope you take that with you. I can only control the controllables. And so we have to be a bit aware of what we can control and what we can't control. And then self-reliance is defined as reliance on one's own powers and resources rather than those of others. And isn't that what unity is fundamentally about? Reliance on our own powers and resources. Well, we have the 12 powers, don't we? And at least another 18 principles, which I describe in my book, Use the Truth You Know, Unity's Premises and Principles. And by the way, those 12 powers are 12 divine ideas or 12 principles. So then what's the problem here? Well, the problem is we live in a culture, a society, and within religious systems that support victim consciousness. The culture we live in has these beliefs that it runs from. And I should say that it's running from in the sense that it's always using in an unconscious way. And we have a society that's living them. And we have religious systems that teach us we are less than somehow. And so then we are victims of others. We're victims of events. And when we watch movies, when we watch the news, that victimhood is reinforced. I'm sure you've seen innumerable newscasts where a reporter sticks a microphone in somebody's face and says, how did that make you, excuse me, how did that make you feel? As if the event or, or whatever is happening in that person's life is causing them to feel a specific way. And how many of you had have said something after hearing a new song, wow, that song made me feel so good. You see, our language is full of phrases that we use in unthinking ways that support this victimhood, this victim consciousness. And so what is victim consciousness? 
it's living in a way as this, as this, as if everything is happening to me. Everything that's happening to me is external, and this results in a separated loss of control. The control is separate from me. The control is out there. And it is self-centered way, centered in a way, a negative way. It's all about poor me and woe is me. And it's disempowering. And when we're in it, we feel powerless. And there's another form of victim consciousness. It's called vessel consciousness. It's one of the four. We have four. We have victim, victor, vessel, and verity. In vessel consciousness, it's as if everything is happening through me, especially in relation to the divine, to God, to the universe. And we're always talking about how things come through me, but I'm not responsible for it. This beautiful song I just wrote came through me. God gave it to me. I had nothing to do with it. And so we end up being a conduit, an instrument, or a vessel for God. Again, the the source of control is external. Even if it's within us, we think it's separate from us. So we have a separate locus of control over us. And in traditional Christianity, there's two gods in a way. There's the Christian God that has power over you. And by the way, in that Christian belief, we are less than somehow. And traditional Christianity has the devil. The devil made me do it, became a very popular phrase in the late 60s. And so even though this level of consciousness is more selfless, it's still something has power over me. And so let's quickly look at the other two because these other two put the locus of control where it has always been within us. But we don't realize it because we have this tsunami of messages from our, con- from our culture and from our language that tells us something different. So in victor consciousness, we have things happening by me. I control my experience and my world. It's an internal locus of control, and it is self-centered. It's self-empowered, and it's about personal power. And often in victor consciousness, there must be a victim. But there's a fourth level that is what's really important and most interesting to me, and I think to Unity folks. It's called verity consciousness. It's when we realize the divine is me in some way. Now, I'm going to make this clearer in a few minutes. Again, the locus of control is within, and it tends to be more selfless, altruistic, and universal. And we have a power that's all about win-win, not win-lose, and is very selfless. And so let's talk about this a little differently. So in Practical Metaphysics by Eric Brutterworth, a recently book published by Unity, we have this wonderful quote, probably my favorite quote from the whole book. Eric said, God is spirit present in its entirety at every point in space at the same time. 
One of the problems we have about when we think about God is thinking about God three-dimensionally. But in this invisible realm, there, there, it, there are no dimensions like we have in the three dimensions. God is present in its entirety at every point in space at the same time. There is no absence in this presence. There is no absence in this presence. So what does this mean? Well, the human body has something like 37 point trillion with a T cells. That means the entirety of the divine is present at every one of those cells. That is a mind boggling fact. And so from Myrtle, we learned that God is it, neither male nor female, but principle. So we have the term God, we have the term spirit, we have the term principle. But Charles, not but, Charles also confirmed this by saying, mind, by the term mind, we mean God, the universal principle which includes all principles. So then we got to understand what principle is, don't we? Just what is principle? Well, first of all, we're not talking about that principle. And then what is principle? Well, according to Merriam-Webster, principle is an underlying faculty or endowment. And don't we know this? The 12 powers, we experience those as 12 inherent, not inherited, inherited, inherent and innate faculties. They're baked in, friends. You have them. And a principle is also a comprehensive and fundamental law. So when the Fillmore's were saying, were saying God is principle, they were saying God consists of these faculties and these laws. And the point is, if we can learn these faculties and laws, we can have more conscious control of our lives because we can be more specific. And so, Charles also said, yet there is but one I am. I'm sure if you've been in unity any amount of time, you've heard the word I am. It cannot be cut into parts. It is principle. So we're always told you that God's spirit or principle is present in its entirety at all 37.2 trillion cells. It can't be cut into points. So we got to stop thinking less than. We got to stop thinking I'm a drop of the divine, I'm a part of the divine, I'm a piece of the divine, I'm a wave of the divine. The entirety of the divine is right there at the point of view. And so that brings us to we must know who and what we are. And Charles told us this in the revealing word. The I am is the metaphysical name of the spiritual self, or we could say the I am is the metaphysical name of principle. That's the what of you. That's the what of me. And then Charles went on to say, I'll say the whole thing. The I am is the metaphysical name of the spiritual self as distinguished from the human self. You see, your human self is the who of you. Every human being comes with a spiritual self their I am, their divinity, and their human self, their who. So what does that mean? You and I are 
fully divine and fully human. Fully divine is what you are and what I am, and fully human is who I am and what you and who you are. I love this picture. This picture shows baby Jesus walking on the bathwater, and Mary is saying, in. It so describes how we can be fully divine and fully human at the same time. And by the way, your humanness, your humanity is made up of your personality and your body. And so what does this have to do with radical self-responsibility and self-reliance? Well, if we can really grasp that the entirety of this divinity is what we are, and we are manifesting our humanity using our divinity, then we can get into a point of self-responsibility and self-reliance. Not not putting any of the locus of control outside of ourselves. And so Charles said in an unpublished workers talk, if you can conceive all that mind is right at hand for your use, all ideas in divine mind can be grasped and used by you. Let me update it. And then if you can can conceive that all that principle is right at hand for your use and for my use, all divine ideas or all principles or all powers, all laws can be grasped and used by you. And when we grasp these and when we understand them, we can be more fully standing in our power. Charles Fillmore said in Adam Smashing Power of Mind, the ideas of God are potential forces waiting to be set in motion through proper formative vehicles. The thinking faculty in man is such a vehicle. Updating it to 2022 understanding, we have this. Divine ideas or principles are potential forces waiting to be set in motion through proper formative vehicles. The thinking, feeling faculties in humankind is such a vehicle. The point that these quotes are making is 180 degrees from what we learn from most traditional religions, including Christianity. Because in all of those religions, we have a God that uses us, that that vessel consciousness makes perfect sense, that we're instruments of God, that we're vessels of God. But in unity, we can find these amazing quotes from Charles Fillmore that state that we use God. God is principle. God is law. We use God every day, unconsciously or consciously. And learning these teachings, these truths about ourselves, then we become more powerful and the locus of control is remembered and we're reawakened to where it's always been. So throwing in a little Bible here, Jesus said, all authority hath been given unto me in heaven and on earth. And so as a traditionalist, I believed that that Jesus Christ had all authority in heaven and on earth. But as a metaphysician in unity, we have to metaphysically interpret this. So 
Heaven and earth are actually two states of mind, the ideal and the manifestation. Now, when we're talking about manifestation here, we're not talking about outer manifestation. We're talking about manifestations within our consciousness, within our changing minds. The ideal doesn't change. Our minds do. Another way of saying this is one is the realm of pure ideas. Heaven is the realm of pure ideas or pure principles. And the other, earth, is of thought forms. And today I would add thought feeling forms. So Jesus could be quoted today as saying, all authority hath been given unto me over the realm of pure ideas and of thought forms. Why don't you claim this for yourself right now, either out loud or silently? Join me. All authority hath been given unto me over the realm of pure ideas and of my thought forms, my thought feeling forms. And so friends, here's what I want you to know. You are a master in the realm of divine ideas. You are a master in the realm of heavens. You are a master in the realm of principles and laws. You have to know them. You have to use them consciously. And we're also master of our thoughts and feelings. Sometimes it, thinks, it seems like they just happen. Sometimes it seems like something out there is causing them here. But that is a metaphysical impossibility. And when we think another person, an event, anything beyond us is causing our thoughts and feelings, we have given over our power to something external to ourself. And we have put the locus of control out, excuse me, outside of ourselves. Then this boils down to this major concept. We are master of our choices. No matter what it seems like, you are always making the choices for yourself and your life. You are powerful beyond measure in the realm of consciousness. I'll say that again. You are powerful beyond measure in the realm of consciousness. The key is, is becoming aware of your source, which is your divinity that is not separate from you, that is entirely present at the point of you. And so we can say this with confidence. No person, no thing, no circumstance, no event, no God, no gods, no universe has power over your mind without your consent. Friends, the, the time is way overdue that we let go of a God that puts the locus of control outside of us. Have you realized that, that every God that has been imagined by humankind from the beginning of time is exactly present in most religions today. And unity through the genius of Charles Fillmore is presenting a point of view 
that's 180 degrees different from most religions. You are fully divine. You are fully human. You have power over your mind and nobody else, no thing, no God, nothing does without your consent. And this is why it's all about you. It's all about claiming self-responsibility and self-reliance. And when you arrive there, you will be in more service to others because it arises naturally when we know who and what we are, that we're fully divine and fully human. Now take that in for a moment and take a deep breath. As we enter into a time of meditation, Take a deep breath and let it out. And take another deep breath and let it out. Maybe you've heard some things today that were shocking. Maybe you heard some things that you've heard before. And now you have a chance to reinforce them. So let us now begin, if it's comfortable for you, by closing our eyes. And let us take that thought, that concept, into our time of meditation. Say to yourself, I am fully divine and fully human. And consider that in our divinity, each and every one of us is identical. Because principle is present in its entirety at every point in space, all at the same time. Your divinity is not unique. In our humanity, we are wondrously distinct and unique. And let's celebrate those distinctions. Let's celebrate how unique we are. In your divinity, in my divinity, in our divinity, we are gloriously infinite. In our humanity, we're marvelously finite. Infinite and finite. Unlimited and limited. Formless and formed. In inseparable ways.
feel the truth of this. This is truth about yourself. This is truth that by your choice, you can set yourself free. Free of the have-tos, must-bes imposed from those outside of ourselves. And when we know that everyone is infinite and finite, divine and human, we know that the best we can do is influence another. We remember that we can only control the controllables. And so let us take these thoughts now into a couple moments, minutes even, of silence. And now I invite you to take a few breaths. As we begin to pivot our focus from inward to outward, and repeat after me, I am fully divine. I am fully human. I am fully divine. I am fully human. And now as we begin to open our eyes, let's say that as one thought, I am fully divine and fully human. Say it with me. 
I am fully divine and fully human. And now let's add that sense of dominion, that power, that authority. I am fully divine and fully human. Yes. And so you are. And so I am. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.